Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald All-American, your host, Marcus, living in a building. What's up, Marcus? What's up, my beautiful people? <laughs> we got a special guest joining us today, but I'm going to say that. I'm going to save it. I'm looking forward to that. What's up, big fella, man? What's going on, man? Oh man, just a another wonderful day. Uh, glad to be here. You know, um, gotta thank the all, the Almighty, the Almighty One that we are here to for another day, man. You know, absolutely, absolutely. I can yeah. definitely vibe that, man. It's been a fun-filled weekend. What you, what you, what, what you had on your plate this past weekend, man? What was you into, man? Oh man, let me see. Uh, Working, man. I actually worked all weekend, bro. I did. Uh, Real estate had me so swamped this weekend. Did it? I was actually working. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh okay. I was actually working, man. Hey, I was in my car for eight hours straight Saturday. Wow. I said, oh, my goodness, man. But that's all good, man. I'm grateful to have a job, you know? Right, right. And that is my job. Even though I'm an independent contractor, I have to generate my own income. So... I love it that way. That way I don't have to wait on nobody to bring it to me, right? No, you, yeah, you, you're hitting it right on the money, man. Um, uh, it's a lot of things that I think we can talk about today, you know, and 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 I know our guest will help us out with some of that too when she when she gets an opportunity to come on uh, to join us. But it's a it's a way of of thinking now, man. You know, people wanting to own their own thing you know mm -hmm. and, and and get things done and i i know when we get the guests on we'll, we'll definitely talk about some of that uh but yeah you have to think it at a young age too i think man you know you mm -hmm. have to you have to think about that at a young age to 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 start working towards that you know because so many times we have been taught to to go get that education and then go have a career you know and yeah. and i think we we need to start you know changing not saying don't go to school and get your education, but we need to start doing uh, that that thinking way of thinking to be your own, you know. So it's, that's that's just you know something I think we need to do as a as a race and uh, and try to get it going, man. You know. Yeah. Well, you know that's one thing that um, I, I I often hear people talk about in our school system. They don't teach us that. Right. You, you right. didn't know what I mean. I didn't know what an entrepreneur was till I got out of school. Right. 
So it's important for people to, uh, kids, if they can learn that early, man. No doubt, no doubt. Well, let's uh, let's uh, try to get our our guests on, man. I think uh, they they're ready to come on. And uh, let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, hopefully we can help some of our listeners out there, man. You know. All right, here we go. Hi. There she is. How are you guys today? <laughs> Thanks for having. Finally, me. we got a lady in the building. <laughs> he said, "Finally, how are you guys on this wonderful Monday afternoon?" We good. We good. We good. Hey, hey all ball was all ball was starting to feel like an all boy school. All boys house now. I went to Mendel. I went to Mendel with that. Okay, but hey. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, RJ White, you know I got to give you the intro. You know this is your first time on, so you got I got to give it to you. Okay. So today, today we got a special guest in the building <laughs> right now. She got her own professional basketball team, the Vipers, Alvin Gurney. She also on a team in the UK. She's looking to be become the first black female owner of the NBA G League team, and she also a graduate of Harvard Business School. How many people you know graduated from Harvard? Give it up. Well, RJ Wright, white baby. RJ White, baby. What's up with it? What's up with it? What's going on? Nothing much. Okay, so that was one of the best intros, okay? I got to say that my notoriety. Thank you so much. Just sister, man. I'm 100 and old, man. They all say that. They do. They do. That's uh, that's Rob. That's 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 the hype man. I mean, he's going to get us. He going to get us right. I mean, Everybody get a hype man. Uh, not not just that though. Rob is a a, a great a great a great guy, man, and um, me and him work good together. So we mm-hmm. got this podcast called All Ball Chicago, and I'm glad to have you on the show. For one, me and Rob was just talking about entrepreneurship and and mm-hmm. how do we get people to think like that. So since we have you on, you know, and you owning. You owning things, and you mm-hmm. owning things at a young age. How did that? We might as well just jump right on in. How did that? All that stuff happen? You know. Um, like you said, at a young age. Like, I usually always tell like the same, you know, um, story when it comes to like how and why I felt like I could accomplish things. Because I've had more people ask me that, like, why do you feel like that you of all people can accomplish this huge goal? And besides the work that I put in and, you know, the education and whatever that I have is still one of those things like you got to have it at heart first. Like, I'm sure y'all know that y'all all ball Chicago, right? Everybody that I know mm-hmm. that come from Chicago, that hoop, like they 95 percent of them got heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, like it has to come from the heart. And it was just something that I wanted to do at a young age. I had made it, you know, made it up in my mind at a young age. Like, OK, you own an NBA team. Now, the question is, how you going to own it? <laughs> what you going to do? How you going to get there? And that's just kind of where I am right now. Like, you know, just going through that building process. So it all started at a young age, six years old, you know, my dad, talking to my dad, you know, my mom, who's my lifeline and support system. She's like my personal therapist. (laughs) Like, you know, they all kind of seen it in me at a young age. And even when I would say like, you know what, forget this. They like, no, if anybody is going to get it done, it's going to be you. Like, fuck up, get back out there, shut up, quit complaining. Like, (laughs) you'll be fine. Like. Wow. Typical, you know, typical black home. You be alright. Wow, that's that's interesting though. I mean, six years old. I mean, I know at six years old, I don't think I was even thinking about dribbling the basketball you know, uh, <laughs> at six. But it is some kids out there. It is some parents that's, that have kids that that are like that. You know, this mm-hmm. dribbling the basketball 
at two years old. And that wasn't me, but that's awesome that you had that in you and to have, but you came from a two parent home, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My dad and mom were together for quite some time, you know, right. like our relationships over time, they did separate, but that made no bearing on, you know, me and what I had to do with my life. It was like, okay, they just, you know, at a young age, I swear, I don't know if I was just observing. I just was like, okay, it ain't work. Like, most right, people right. were like, oh God, of course, my life is over. I'm like, they don't like each other. Like, right. all right, y'all gonna be happy. Like, so right. that's just kind of where I was at with that one. Well, but but my, no, my point was you mm -hmm. saw them probably mm -hmm. go to work every single day, you know, working, mm -hmm. you know, making sure everything is taken care of. And, and, and then here's, here's this little girl at six years old looking like, you know what, I don't want to go do that. You know, maybe I want to own some stuff where I can have my own schedule and, and, and definitely, but, but I know parents, you know, their job is to make sure everything is right for us, you know, as, yeah. as children, as kids, but you at six years old was thinking totally different. So now you have kids, right? And mm -hmm. how how are you? Are are they thinking like you, or are they just saying, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do what I need to do. No, my kids are like literally like a split image of me. Like I try so many times to ask them, like, hey, like. <laughs> How about a job? Like, my <laughs> about to be 18. And she's like, no, like, she's an entrepreneur. In fact, she is a, a pioneer. Like, I have to give her that title, a pioneer in the cell phone um, industry because she owns a cell phone um, case company and she's punched close to, I want to say about 250K. And wow. this is when she was like 16 going into 17. So, my other daughter, she just got um, a contract for one of the highest home furniture goods stores in the U.S. as for her candles. And she just turned 16. So it's like wow. they're all entrepreneurs. My son's doing shoe resales and he's building out websites for that. So the only person I can't figure out yet is the little one. OK, because she's in her terrible twos right now. But I feel like if it's anything, it's going to be singing the way she's screaming around my house. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Really, that is amazing to to have a family that's already thinking like that, you know, an empire, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I think that is so important. We don't get that, especially in an African-American community. We don't mm -hmm. get that a much uh, a lot that we think like that, you know, because yeah. most of the time we've been taught what make sure you go get your education, make sure you do this and go start your career, go start right. your career. And, and, and you you did both. Right. Mm -hmm. You got the education. Yeah. You, you went on mm -hmm. and, and went to Harvard. You know, yeah, you got, I got some I got most of my certs from Harvard. Like I just got accepted into Harvard to do my master's degree. So I'm mm -hmm. actually waiting for that. But a lot of my certs like I did negotiation mastery through Harvard. I'm doing entrepreneur essentials through Harvard. And mm -hmm. I want to say I was like the only African-American that was a part of the program at the time frame. And I'm laughing because it's like. You kind of assume that, you know, because you're going to an elite school, but you don't really see the pressure like until mm -hmm. it's on you because it's like the whole room will turn and look at you like, OK, what's your thought process on this? So for me, going to Harvard, it was actually pretty cool because the people that were there, they were like, OK, like, let's hear your theology, you know, ideology or let's hear your th you know theory on this. And they were all like supportive, even some of the people I had to argue with for my negotiation mastery or whatever. It was pretty cool because they actually still are in contact with me this day. You know, they're like, oh, whatever you need, like <laughs> you need investors, you need help with something, like just let me know. So I do wow. feel like the college that you go to does build alliances. Um, 
I got a lot of a lot of pushback, like from big people in the industry too. Like, why would you announce that you go to Harvard instead of going to an HBCU? And I just was like, you know, I love HBCUs. You know what I'm saying? My family, my history, um, my family's history goes through HBCUs, but I just want something that is more solid when it comes to the networking processes. Because me uh, we... Mm -hmm. No, I'm, okay. I want to hop in once you get finished on that HBCU because okay. I agree with you. Go ahead. <laughs> so oh, I, I think I know where you're going because it's like, you know, I love HBCUs, but like when I was inquiring about schools, it was like, it was like, you know, what? Like, what do you do the regular process? You know what I'm saying? But like when I went through Harvard, it was like, oh, heck yeah, come on. Like, oh, you do this, you own that. Like, we'd love to have you in our network. So I feel like that was just one of the, the things because like I had got like a lot of pushback for that. And I was just like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, why are they all mad at me? But I did figure out later on while, you know, having a conversation with a few people where they were like, okay, that was why. So. I'll let you go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I want to hop in because I agree with you 100%. I wish I would have went to Harvard. You know, I got I ended up graduating from Chicago State. And Lord knows mm -hmm. I, I I went to Jackson State first. I've been to the HBCU, and I love HBCUs. I love it. Experience amazing. But, but, that, but that degree, though, compared mm -hmm. to a Harvard degree, when you're mm -hmm. going out here trying to get into this business world, man, it's real. Because a lot yeah. of these big-time employers don't look at our degrees from these HBCU schools as valid. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah, that's like, no, that's true. Because like um, for myself, you know, because I'm an employer, I have 242 employees, you know what I'm saying? It's like any degree for me, it's like, okay, you know, if it's if it's of the culture and it's like, okay, they have a degree, it's like, wow, kudos to you. Like I'm looking at your application first because you got the degree, you know, you, you don't see right. it often, you know, but if a Yale or a Princeton or a Harvard doesn't come across, you know, does come across my desk, it does make you wonder like, okay, why are you applying for us? Like you have this elite right. background, this elite education. You could really do anything. You can really work anywhere. I appreciate that you picked us. And yeah, we probably will pick you too as an employee. So I do know that having that on your resume does actually uh, create a different level of notoriety opposed to, you know, like I said, unfortunately, your, your traditional, co you know, colleges, not to discredit them though, because I do feel like they were the ones that created the foundation for us, you know, as a culture to be able to even have education. So I respect I it. I just feel like the lines of uh, superiority has to change mm. because you have the people that are in the highest positions that are like, okay, you in, okay, you graduated, okay, bye. Like, it's like, right. no, nah. <laughs> what happened to each one teach one? You know what I'm saying? Like, right, what happened to right. mentoring, networking? Like, right. you don't have a job, you graduate from college, which is what I was telling my children, like, okay, you are, you're going to college, but you're not gonna obtain the debt that it takes to go to college. And I am your network. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, because mm -hmm. when you get out there, there is no network, No, despite what people say. They're like, oh, you, you got a degree, you'll be fine. No, if you don't network no. right, which is what my book is about coming up. It's oh, like, if you don't okay. network right, you ain't getting nothing. You're not going anywhere. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just a matter of how it is. Yeah, and I, and I also was reading up on you on some other stuff too that I think, I don't know if you still have that business or not where you help people with their credit. To make sure yeah I, i'm actually relaunching it as a franchise okay. so like it's not active right now you know i'm still on the licenses and i'm still um legally you know um own it but it hasn't been active enough and learning but yeah we're, we're thinking about igniting it under um you know my enterprise to basically do it as a franchise but yeah i loved it 
I okay. loved it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> That's okay. not crazy. I really wanted to do more of what I wanted to do, which was, you know, sports, owning my team, being a part of the team, being a part of, you know, what it, what it is that I had to go for in life. And it may, you know, it's very lucrative, but I just can't be in a pin skirt all day. Like, it was just like, look, <laughs> I want to put on some tennis shoes sometimes. Like, I want to wear my hair blonde, maybe, you know, purple, black, whatever. Like, I just, I just can't. So right. it was more of a banker environment. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now, let's go back to that, though. You, you, you're you're uh, owning the team. And when you play basketball, I'm assuming, right? No, I you, ran track. I am six feet and a half. I am six four with heels. And I ran track. But let wow. me tell you, God rest Coach Greenstone like, and Coach uh, Coach King, when I went to high school, they were trying to recruit me like every day. But they were recruiting me from the principal's office. They were like, look, you got to stay out of trouble, darling. You're not going to just keep getting in trouble. Like, you need to sit down somewhere with a little attitude. And between the age of 12, and like me, you talked about this on the phone, right? Like. Between the age of 12 and like 17, 16, I just was not trying to hear anything. Like for those that know me in school, they were like, look, she is a royal firecracker. Why? I can't explain. But now that I'm mentoring, you know, girls, you know, all across the world, like I just got a uh, mentorship um, in Jamaica. It's like having these conversations with our girls. It's like, I know what y'all going through. Like you don't even know what you're going through, but I know what you're going through because I didn't know what I was going through at that time. But now I'm realizing it's just you a part of, you know, a part of growing up. It's part of, you know, like your hormones. It's a part of your lifestyle, the way you live, mm -hmm. what you want, your aspirations. And it's kind of like that, that person that's yelling to come out, but it doesn't have a voice, you know? So you take it out in anger or frustration or even failure for some people, you know, cause they, they resort to, you know, alcohol or drugs or violence or the, the, the system, you know? So, it's pretty cool now because it's like, oh, thank God I didn't end up with anything negative. <laughs> it all turned to positive. But having those conversations now, I'm at least a, to be more, um, you know, helpful, knowledgeable, if that makes sense. And, and, and the reason and the reason why I was going to say that, but mm -hmm. since you since you did tell us that you didn't play basketball, mm -hmm. you ran track. Uh, Chicago Sky, they won the championship yeah. yesterday. Right? I've seen it. <laughs> but it wasn't to me prime time. You know, and if you was that owner, if you was the owner of Chicago Sky, mm -hmm. how would you fight for equal, equal rights, equal, it's the same as the guys, what the guys get. I mean, you know, we know they're probably not going to make the big money like the guys make, but it can mm -hmm. be fair. And I, yeah. and I just, mm -hmm. since we have you on, I think, and you own a team, mm -hmm. what would, what would be some of the things that you would try to accomplish if you was the owner of Chicago Scott. Well, let me first throw this out there that I'm a Libra, okay? <laughs> so if anybody knows anything about astrology, you know Libras are the sign of justice, right? Like that's mm -hmm. that's our sign. So I personally cannot sit and hear excuses. Do that make sense? It's like right. I am literally left or right, up, down, you know, yes, no, okay? So right. if I say we need equal pay, it's yes or no. Do you see what I'm saying? If right, they're like, right. no, now you have to tell me why. Okay. And I feel like everybody right now is dancing around the topic so much that they're not really forcing anybody to say why. Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. that simple. It's like equal opportunity is not that hard to accomplish. So since you don't want to do it, tell me why. <laughs> right, right. Like, 
So I feel like the women, you know, the WNBA players, like they need to, y'all don't want to pay me. Just like if they went to a job, like they could have worked at McDonald's. If you go to McDonald's and you work there for 12 hours and you tell them, give me my check and they don't pay you, what you going to do? You quitting. Mm -hmm. You like, look, y'all not paying me. Bye. Like it's going to take a powerful movement for somebody to say, like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like why? Like you have to explain to me why I'm not getting equal pay. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, right. and then well, you have to tell me that to my face. <laughs> but they're not generating the income, though. But why ain't they generating income? See, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't. I, you know. I know they want. I know they want to. I understand, the but the NBA has been around 50 years. I think it'll get there. But like you were saying earlier, Liv, they didn't do a good job of promoting that game yesterday because you missed it. I missed it. Few my boys missed, missed it. it. It was only two o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, we thinking seven, eight o'clock. Right, prime so, time. Yeah, so, so they do gotta think, do a better. Job. Do y'all feel like this is by accident though? Like, you talking about players getting max contracts of over two hundred million dollars and more? So you accidentally forgot to promote that? Like, right. you don't have the money to promote this? Is that what you're telling me? Like, I'm not. I'm sorry. Again, the sign of justice. <laughs> you're not gonna tell me that this was on on pure accident that you just so happened to be on the worst rating time. <laughs> we all like. Let's talk about insights, right? Instagram. Instagram, they show you the time that your people are most active online. And you picked the most (laughs) non-active to, you know what I'm saying, to go live. Two o'clock is the most non-active time for sports. On a Sunday? On a Sunday, because people at church and all of that stuff. Your your grocery, I'm telling this as a mom, you're grocery shopping. You get your clothes out for school tomorrow. You I'm cooking it out of my face. Like you're doing everything (laughs) at two o'clock besides watching the WNBA, okay? Now, even for the NBA, I'm not watching LeBron at two o'clock. I'm washing clothes on a Sunday. I'm getting the kids ready on a Sunday. Now, six o'clock, seven o'clock, y'all better get out of my face. I'm about to, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a parent, (laughs) like, but nah. And there's it's too many, too many contracts out here to say yeah. you, you cannot get it right. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I think they need to do a better job of highlighting too. Like meaning mm-hmm. the, the the fancy plays. These girls be they be out there doing fancy things just like the boys, but you don't highlight it, you don't put it out there, you don't market it. You know, if Island, I'm just gonna throw out a name. Alan Iverson crossed over Michael Jordan, you saw it all over. You saw it all yeah. over social media, right? So people, right. Mm-hmm. these yeah. little kids were saying, I want to be like Allen Iverson. He crossed the goal, yeah. you know. But for the girl side of things, you don't see that as much. You don't see. What's her name? Anderson? I think she plays for the Vegas. The uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Whoever took the shot before um, Candace, or right after Candace Parker, I forget her name. But her whole, like, her whole play should have been a highlight. Like, she was the reason that they went from, I want to say, 74 to, like, 78 or 74 to 76. I can't remember the actual score. But nobody gave her thanks. And this is just me being an honest person, okay? I love Candace Parker. Candace Parker is an amazing player. Like, her grit is, is, is phenomenal, okay? But there are other moving parts to that team. Do you right. see what I'm saying? Right. And one of the right. moving parts was the play that was made after Candace Parker in which won them the championships. And wow. you haven't heard anything about this young lady. You haven't seen her anywhere. And that's why, again, I've been approached by the WNBA, but I don't think they would be ready for me to be sitting at the table. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> I they, they, need you. They, they, they do need you. need you. They do. Yeah, need I'm you. hearing that often. Yeah, I'm I hearing did. that very often. <laughs> so, so let's go ahead and start talking about the Vipers. 
right? Okay. Uh, the ABA. I know a little bit about the ABA from back in the day, right? Yeah. When they made that big movement, you know, they had the the George Gervins of the world, the artist Gilmore's, and, and and then the NBA came in and stepped in and said, you know, come over here. But the ABA was more their style, you know. Yeah. And, and the NBA said, you know what, we need that style over here. So they crossed, you know, they crossed mm -hmm. over to do that. Now the yeah. ABA the ABA had died had died down, and then it came back again, resurfaced again, and we know the ABA now is not the same as it was before. So tell yes. tell some of our listeners Eclectic. what the ABA is all about now. Um, the one thing that I will give kudos for is the fact that it is a very diverse league. Okay, so mm -hmm. you're talking about a league now full of minority owners. Okay, so they're they're mm -hmm. a league that's actually giving minorities the opportunity to actually purchase a team. In fact, I think they're one of the largest. Um, leagues to do so you know because you don't really see a lot of that in in other local you know in other leagues okay so that's what i do give them kudos for does it look like the aba from you know like you said garvin and dr j or julius irvin no because mm -hmm. most of these people aren't in stadiums you know what i'm saying like some mm -hmm. of them are playing out of high schools like even for us like we're in a campus but our location is a high school, but it seats 3,700 people. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. but it's all about presentation. Like you have a lot of great teams in the ABA and then you have your offsets sometime, right? Where mm. it's like, how did you get this team? Like, what did you do? Like, no, like you just, just, just hold out this season and come back stronger next year. But that's just any league. You know what I'm saying? You have those, those, I hate to say it, New York Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Like you have those teams that just need a little bit more work than others, like the Nets, you know, like yeah. <laughs> just stuff like that. So it's a good league um, for myself because it's a stepping stone and it's a way for me to create my path of where I'm going. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's as far as I can go with that part. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. and, and, and for the players, like, so mm -hmm. just say I have a player, I'm an agent. He's mm -hmm. not getting that look in the NBA, but I need him to be playing somewhere so he can get those looks. It's now mm -hmm. is the AB is the ABA for him to help him get to that next level. So when you look at the ABA, now you got to go into diversified teams, okay? Because you have some really good teams in the ABA, but you have to pick a team in which has those networks and alliances like mm -hmm. uh, again i can speak for myself so i'm going to speak for the vipers the vipers right. is accountable for 57 people being paid and going overseas okay okay the vipers has connections between the nba g league nba and i don't even really you know have much to do with the female side but we still have accolades you know for professional overseas ball for females so but that's my team do you see what i'm saying Speaking mm -hmm. only for myself, we make sure that we have the ability to get our players placed. Are there teams that have phenomenal players and they've never gone anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> but that's because, again, like, like I always say, you could be the best at something, but if nobody knows about it, what good is it? Right. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, So you're right. going to be the best player on a team, but the team has no network. Right. What good is that? Right. Like, okay, you win every game. Kudos. Congratulations. You got the dub. But 
where are you going? You're, you've been doing the same thing for five, six years and you haven't made it anywhere yet. Like, wow. and sometimes it's a lot of reasons to that, but for the most time, for the most part, like we talked about HBCUs and Harvard network, no network. Right. It's 100% networking. It's 100% networking and relationships. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So you are, you are that type of owner. Not yeah. just in it to fill your pockets, to get your pockets fat or what have you, but I also want, I'm in it to help our players become yeah. someone to go play on somewhere and make some money to be able to support their families. Mm -hmm. And and there's a lot of people that don't think like that. I didn't have ABA owners. I played for an ABA team before, and mm -hmm. I, I've heard conversations before of, man, I need to get people in these stands and I need to get my pockets fat. I don't care about what they do, these players. I just need. I don't know it. why they would have that theory because if pockets fat is the reason that you joined the ABA, <laughs> you going backwards at this. I'm telling you that right now. I've, I've been an owner for six years, and right. I'm just now actually seeing the residual effects of owning my team. Right, right, right. And, and I think it also, I think a lot of people. I'm just gonna say basketball players. I think a lot of basketball players, uh, especially when it comes to those. Uh, semi-pro pro teams pro leagues and 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 thinking about i'm gonna get rich i'm gonna get rich playing in the aba they're gonna pay me every week and i'm gonna i'm gonna get this amount of money and this and that and that's not the case you know that is no. a step in, that's a stepping stone like you said like if you want to go somewhere you're gonna have to make some sacrifices you know and and, and do you take care of uh, of your players, meaning their, their housing and all that, or is that something they have to take care of on their own? No, that's something that we take care of. Like we have a player that's coming in from Hawaii. We got three of the Jamaica national team players and we have two of the Bahamas uh -huh. national team players. So we'll be actually bringing them into, you know, Illinois to play for us. This is my first time ever doing like the housing effect, just to be honest, because I usually have more local guys, so I didn't mm -hmm. really need it. But now mm -hmm. that we have it, yeah. It is something we also are offering our guys bitcoin like most people are dealing with cryptocurrency right now or trying to figure out cryptocurrency we like all right forget it we'll give you a bonus in cryptocurrency like now you got some money to play with to figure out what cryptocurrency is about but again you can't be innovative in your career if you don't have an innovative leader like mm, yeah. how do you want to be the next you know mark cuban but you aren't being led by a mark cuban or you're not being mentored by a mark cuban you're being mentored by uh, I don't know. I, the best person I can say is like Matilda. Remember her daddy? How he was doing the little poor car salesman stuff. Like, mm -hmm. if you got that as a leader, it's not gonna work. So wow. some people just gotta, they gotta know who's leading them, basically. Wow. So you're doing a lot. <laughs> you're not just <laughs> owning a team. You actually, you know, sharing some knowledge with some of these young guys and and fellows that the fellows that's trying to to make a career, you know, for themselves, not just on the basketball side, but on the business side of things too. So that's awesome. That's a, that's nice. So now not only are you doing that, but you're doing something across the water, you know, you're going overseas, you're going in the UK and, and purchasing teams over there. Now, how did yeah. that come about? Oh, uh, well, I've been going to, I've been going to well, London, England for the last four or five years now. So our first time going there, like, I loved it. Like the type of love and support that we get there is just, it's mind blowing. Like to not speak on every topic that is happening right now um, amongst our nation, right? 
You mm-hmm. can literally go over into the United Kingdom and have surprisingly a peace of mind. You know what I mean? Like right. we were running around, walking around. We out one, two, you know, whatever a.m. If I just want to run to the store, if I want to go get something to drink, whatever, you know. And it was such a comfortable environment. It's like, why do you not have the ability to be and build here? Do that make sense? Like if it's if mm-hmm. it's given to you, if it's granted to you. This is another opportunity, again, for me to bring boys from Chicago to the UK and say, this is where you could take a deep breath of air. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is where you can be who you really want to be. This is where you could do what you want to do. Be who, you know, it's just, I loved it. And going over there, I seen the level of competition because I'm not one to just, you know, go somewhere and it's like, okay, it's easy. Let's do it. Like, but to see the level of competition over there, you got these guys that are in the BBL. You got some of these guys that are in the Champions League, which is the highest league that I like it. I feel like it's not, you know, notable. Um, it's competitive pay, competitive play. And I just loved it. So I said, you know what? I got to start somewhere. So, you know, I put in a request to purchase a team there, which I'm under NDA right now. So I can't say exactly the league that I'm under. Mm-hmm. But I will be the first African-American female uh, once it's announced uh, to own a division team. Um, Africa, yeah, to own a division team in the UK. Wow, wow, <laughs> Bob, Bob has sons. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's Bob go. Send them. I want to get to America. Quick, though. I want to ask you something though. You, you're dealing with all men. How do you keep them in check? Right. Um, again, like I told y'all, from like 12 to 17, <laughs> I, I had a I had a phase where it's just like, don't play with me. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> my parents are Southern, right? My dad has Kentucky, Tennessee background. My mom is, you know, New Orleans, Mississippi background. So it was just like, I'm Southern. You know, we're going to speak our mind, like, or raised right. Southern. You're going to speak our mind, like, raised in the Midwest. So, you know, I, I never really been a scary individual. So you cross right. me, you going to know. That's yeah, yeah, that's a good question too, Bob. That you know, you got you got a lot of knuckleheads out here. I'm telling you, that, man, that, that that won't take won't take no for an answer. You know, like no, no, no I'm not. I'm, still, I'm not. I don't. I know. I get this all. My dad be telling me all the time, like you always overseas somewhere. You all the way in Asia by yourself. You all the way. You know, like he like. What are you like? You don't want you. You don't. I think you need security. He always tells me that, and I'm like, okay. Like again, it's all about networking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like networking mm-hmm. don't always have to be from Yale to Princeton. Mm-hmm. It could be right. from Kingston to Montego Bay. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm in the city. Pull up if I need you. Like, it's I'm, I'm not <laughs> trying to be funny, but this is just genuinely how I feel about situations and how I am. And I feel like people don't know that about my personality. Um, some do, others don't. Where it's just not a concern for me. You know? Did I like, did I miss what high school did you go to? So I went to Pontiac Northern High School. Located okay. in Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Pontiac, Michigan. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you, you, you're tough. I, I like that. I like that, Liv. You think I might be able to go play? You think I'm 53? I still got a cross so, over Liv. <laughs> you might. You actually might. Like, man. I look forward to it. Uh, if you want to try out, if you want to be the 13th man, you let me know. <laughs> well, oh, she said 13th man. Dude. Hey, no, I want to come commentate one game. Let me come do commentate. I want to commentate one game. You ain't even got to pay me, man. I, I'll do anything just it. to come support, man, because I, I admire what you're doing, uh, being an African American young lady uh, around all this Thanks. testosterone and keeping these dudes in check and all of that. And then you're you aspiring to be it with the uh, G League. 
You know, what that what put that on your heart with the G League, though? Because I know Liv has said, you talking about getting with the G League. Well, yeah, I, my overall goal big. is to own the NBA G League team. Um, I went for G League because we all know the price right now at for a minimum, NBA. I want to say, for NBA is it's a ticket, you know, yeah. like, but the good thing, again, about networking is you meet a lot of people that can afford that ticket. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. if you want to come in as a percentage owner with me, like, they're at the ready. But again... I try not to take on more than what I know I'm capable to deliver. And it's like, for me, I'm capable of delivering at a G League level. This is the same thing that you're dealing with when you got a Division One team. It's the same thing you're dealing with when you got BBL teams. It's the same thing you're dealing with when you got an ABA team. It's all about how you run it. So that kind of, I'm staying in my lane with that one. But I know if I had um, an NBA G League team, probably would be one of the most diverse and competitive teams um, in the in the lineup. Mm-hmm. You see that, Bob? Yeah. I'd like to be one of the first black women to be a development coach. Somebody put that up there, but they're not part of the network, so we don't know who that is. Right. Hmm. It's doable. Yeah. Like, first means that you worked the hardest and you got to it before somebody else did. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So let's talk about more about the Vipers, because we want people to come and support the Vipers. We want, I know it's located in Gurney, Illinois. Mm-hmm. How could how could people like get in contact? Is it a website that they can go to so they can find out when the games, the schedules, and, and being played? And are oh, you yeah. net, and are you networking with Chicago public schools to try to get some of those uh, kids to come out that way? You know, because it is a, a probably a, a, a little bit more safer to come out to Gurney and watch a game than it is, you know, in Chicago. Yeah. You know, I, the funny thing is, like, I haven't. Um really done any networking with like the cps school system yet but we have worked with a lot of large foundations in chicago such as like big brothers big sisters um we're working with uh i forget the lady's name or for i forget the program but they basically they take uh orphanate orphans okay Mm -hmm. and they basically give them or put them into a trade so what i usually do and this is this is funny because like i never really asked her like more information once i heard what she was doing it was just like come on you know but i do have to get their name so i can give it you know more mm-hmm. politically right but they basically will come in and shadow me for like as i'm setting up for the vipers or if i'm having certain meetings or marketing meetings to basically give them some knowledge of trade but for cps i haven't done that um we are in alliance with uh, a lot of the schools in lake county which they do actually support us um warren supports us um round lake schools support us uh, most of Lake County regional offices uh, actually support us, which I really do love it and I really respect it. We got a lot of love from the mayor and, um, you know, a lot of the, the accolades, you know, of the city and of the county. So, but I haven't really ventured out too much into um, the Chicago Lynn area because I try to be respectful because there are teams in Chicago, you know, oh. and it's like, here she go. Dipping her feet, you know what I'm saying? She all the way over here. Uh-huh. Like, go back where you came from. So I try to keep it separate. But, you know, when it comes to something massive or something big, like, yeah, I definitely will partner and I definitely will collaborate. Well, so you, so you, so you saying you'd be kicking their butt. That's what you're saying on the court. Y'all team be kicking their butt. That's, that's you know, <laughs> we struggled for a while. I'm not even going to lie. Like, my first year, like, man, we we blew through. We got all the way to the regional finals. But, like, after, like, year two, year three, we just was, like, we could not get it together. Like, and then I just got our new coach. Uh, well, he's been with us for almost going on two years now. Uh, he's the former NWR um, Navy uh, okay. coach. 
And then our other mm. coach went to Purdue Cal. So they're kind of like getting it together for me as far as what I want out of my team, which mm-hmm. is a defense defense first team, you know? So, so far it's been, it's been looking Pretty great. Good. And then now yeah. that we have these additional players that are coming in, I feel very confident going into the season. Like, you know, they say be, con- be concerned of the one that don't talk the most trash because they know something everybody else don't know. So mm, when everybody right. else talking, you know, talking trash, I'm sitting here like, okay, mm. like, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Right. Let's see how it goes. So yeah. that's where and, I'm at with it. And us Chicagoans, the only thing we know at Gurney is what, Bob? Great America, great America. Great America. Great America. Great America. Great America. <laughs> great America. 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 Great Ah. And it's just it's just as great. They have it as Great Wolf Lodge right now, and it's literally like I was just there like last week or so. Like it's it's phenomenal. It's like they the redid the whole thing. Yeah, they made it more of like that Great Wolf Lodge wolf, you know, effect. But it's really nice. It's still, still something the for the kids to do. That. It does. It still has the water park. It's nice. I love Gurney, man. I love. It's like going out of town there for us, right? Yeah, oh, <laughs> 45 minutes outside of Chicago. And, <laughs> Still going and, out of town. And, and I just found out who was that that said that too, Bob. That was uh Miss Foster. Oh, Miss okay. Foster. Miss Foster. Do you know Miss Foster? Um, no, I, if I, I'm, I'm a face person. Yeah, but... Miss Foster is a, a she's a trainer, she's a development. You might you might want to you know reach out to her. That's what Arthur Agee, Arthur Agee just said that. That's who it was. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, but she's a she's she's a good trainer. Uh, so what else uh, you got going on? You got you say you want the the, the W, uh, not the WNBA, the G League. You want to own mm-hmm. a G League, and you owning the Vipers. You got the UK mm-hmm. on lock. Mm-hmm. What else you What else you trying to do? I know your ultimate I goal. I have so many projects that I am stirring up right now. Like I literally just launched my first planner because you know the number one question people ask me they're like how do you keep all of this and like like organized they like okay you're a mom like my kids are also homeschooled I don't know if I mentioned that so like all of my children are homeschooled now um and so he's like okay you keeping up with work you're even a dog okay like it's not okay (laughs) he's been the most extra person throughout this whole journey but we ain't gonna get on him yet but (laughs) it's (laughs) It's just one of those things where it's like you have to have your schedule extremely, extremely booked, tight and confirmed, like which is why I'm about to start looking for an executive executive um, assistant Mm -hmm. to help me with it as far as like just keeping my schedule together. But that's the point of my planner, though, like my planner is really just to kind of help people to kind of stay on schedule and to help them kind of like, you know, just stay motivated. Like when you own businesses and stuff like that or you're a parent or, you know, it's really hard to just continue to look at the finish line because you are so thrown off by so many different things, you know, especially if you have, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, being a parent, you like, okay, so <laughs> this might be the Southern in me. It's like, what's wrong with you now? Like, okay, so now I got to take some time <laughs> to figure out what's going on over here and figure out how I can fix it and help it. And then what's this? Okay. You back on the course in a straight and narrow again. So it's just one of those things. Um, and then obviously I'm working on my book and, um, my, I'm, I'm actually creating like a laundry detergent. Like this goes to show you how much clothes that I wash that I literally came up with a, my own laundry detergent, but it's a lane, you know? 
And from what I'm learning, being in that lane, uh, it's pretty lucrative and it is looking very, you know, hopeful for me right now. So well, yeah, I got to go get it. It's, it's called London Gale. So uh, London, it should be London Gale? London Gale. Yeah. Well, me and Bob talk about this all the time uh, when we on the phone about you got to have multiple screen, streams of income. You know, you just can't mm -hmm. have one thing. You got you to have, I mean, most successful business people have a bunch of things out there, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's a good thing. If you can handle it, it's a great yeah. thing, you know, but if you can't, if you just, you know, coming up with ideas and throwing things out and saying, okay, wait, <laughs> right. see what's happening with that, mm -hmm. and throw this one out. No, you, you still got to put the time and effort into each one of those. True. You know, I always go back to uh, Diddy when he was like, you know how many Jordans black kids wear? Like, if you ever remember right. him when he said that line. Like yeah. you gotta have a hustle per child. That's just how I yeah. see it. Like as, really as who do. I am as a person. Like you can't just look at one stream of income and be like, okay, this is gonna help us, you know, get you know, get to wherever. Like people are not trying to um help because they need help themselves. So it's only up to you now to create that path. And I'm really big when it comes to like debt, obviously, because I have my own credit company at one point. I don't want my kids going into the fiasco of student loan debt and you know, I'm I'm stuck with a car note. I'm stuck with insurance. I'm stuck with all of these, you know, obligations that seclude me from being able to live the life I want to live or be stressed out because that's kind of where a lot of our health issues come from, right? Bills, mm -hmm. stress, all that. So I'm just trying to basically break those generational barriers with them mm -hmm. where it's like, you don't have to do everything. Like even for my daughter, she's about to turn 18. I'm like, you're not moving out until you got X amount of money in the bank. And everybody was looking right. at like, well, they're 18. They can do what they want. No. 18, no. That was a past thing that we did generationally. Like, oh, you 18 now. You could get out just so people can avoid the responsibility of their child. No. You 18. I'm not putting you out in the world until you on your feet and you got the right money that I know and I feel like you're comfortable with. Mm. So that's just kind of where we just, are right now. And yeah, it's a cruel and, world. And, she, and she's okay with that. Oh, yeah. She's very much okay with it. And she's like, okay, I want my car. And once I get my car, like nothing else really matters. So it's like, all right, well, <laughs> let's get Let me out. ask you something real quick. What what is what is all your motivation come from? Because I mean, I'm I know I'm I'm always thinking of stuff and I'm always doing stuff. And I know mm -hmm. where mine comes from. I won't say, but where does yours okay. come from? Because you, um, you got a lot. I would say that my motivation comes from my kids, um, my family, like my 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 mother and father's side of the family are both Native American. So I see a lot of what it was when they were in, you know, in their prime, if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. the opportunities that were just not available for them. So I would consider it selfish myself to have all of the opportunity in the world and still have the same outcome as people or anybody that didn't have the potential or didn't have the opportunity, if that makes sense. So my motivation mm -hmm. is if you have the ability to do it, do it. Like, why not? Mm -hmm. So wow. that's kind of where my, and my kids, like my kids are very much my motivation. Like uh, they drive me so much. Like every, <laughs> there's times where, you know, everybody have their moments, right? I'm sure y'all do y'all in the sports industry. You're like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do nothing. Right. I was so like much... that this morning. <laughs> my kids are such a, a motivation to me where they like, no, nah. like, you know, I'm the mama. They like, we ain't doing this today. Come on. Like, and <laughs> I love that. So I know if they going to go hard for me like that, I got to go hard for them like that, you know, and make sure that they have what they need. So that's my motivation. And my mom, you know, she 
she's small, but she's mighty. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> I want to make sure that she get everything that she deserved because she looked out for all her girls. She made sure we was all good. Like we ain't want for nothing really. Um, she worked two, three jobs if she had to. And I can't come in after her being lazy. Like, oh, I don't want to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like right. to do that, right. knowing that your parents struggle and knowing that your parents, you know, need it at when you were a child, like and you don't want to do something. That's just not that's not cool. So. All right. Now, and I, and I, you spoke on this earlier. You said you were from Michigan. You lived in Michigan. Mm -hmm. What made you move to Illinois? You know, from Michigan, was it your parents or was it? That's no, <laughs> the funniest thing is, I'm sorry, um, I'm, I'm getting calls at the same time. But the thing with that was I had a job offer okay. like, and I moved all the way out here for the job offer. And as soon as I got the job offer, they were like, oh, we gave it to our cousin. What? <laughs> like, yep. And, you know, again, Native Americans, right? Like you have to believe in the divine, you know what I'm saying? You have mm -hmm. to believe that there is purpose because before I agreed to any of this, the number one thing that was on my mind was getting my team up and running and making sure that it was a success. And I was like, okay, whatever it is that I need to do, I'm just going to do it. The first opportunity I get, I'm going to take it. And the job came up. And once I moved here, like I wasn't probably in my house. Now, mind you at the time frame. I, I came in with a house and, and I'll just throw numbers off just to be honest. Like I came in with a house with $2,800 a month, dude. And mm. I had at that time, three of my kids mm. and I'm sitting here like, now what, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though, you know, I, I was, I was um, conditioned to have money in the bank and to save. It's like, well, like, what you going to do now? Like, so when I got here and I always t tell people this story, like, I was just driving around. I want to say it was a place called Volo, if I stand corrected. Mm. And I ended up getting a job in Lake Zurich. And I'm like, you know, driving through to get to the, you know, to get to, you know, my employer at the time frame. And I got lost <laughs> in Volo. And like my phone died in this process. Like this is probably the second oh. time I've ever told this story. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, cause like my phone didn't show any signs of like the battery being low none of that like it just it just went kaput like just drowned out mm. so i remember sitting at a light and there was like a like a, a light pole or whatever you want to call it and i look over this is my first time also ever seeing a vulture okay in my life and he was swinging uh -huh. on a light pole and like i i don't seen enough scary movies to know that you just don't do stuff like this but i rolled my window down right, right. and i looked at it and i said what is that? Like, and it looked what? over at me and it yelled. I swear to y'all, like I pulled off so quick, went to the gas station <laughs> and they were like, oh, a couple streets over is Libertyville. And they were yeah. like, you know, if you go to Libertyville, they'll be able to give you instruction on how to get back to where you live. Right. So I go to Libertyville and I'm talking to like all of these people. I'm like, okay, so this is where I stay, how I get there. And they're like, oh, you got to take N59, you do this, 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 and that. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, writing stuff down. And like, I'm like, dang, it's actually pretty nice here. Like, you know, this, mm -hmm. this is how I originally became the Libertyville Vipers. Like, I, like I'm like i not gonna act like it's a phenomenal story. Like I really got lost. Like my right, friend really died right. and I really landed in Libertyville. And when I was in the gas station, I remember I was having a conversation. They were like, you know, what do you plan to do while you're here? And I'm like, well, I got this job and I'm trying to start my team. And they were like, oh, well, they got a Libertyville sports complex. And they were like, if you, yep. you know, if you're trying to start your team, you should go up there and you should, you know, have conversations with them. And that's how the Libertyville Vipers was born. 
it started with me having conversations at the Libertyville Sports Complex. We called ourselves the Libertyville Light Vipers, and we didn't really have any support from Libertyville <laughs> at the time. Wow. And, and, and I believe in this because of where I come from. You don't just go claiming hoods. You know what I'm saying? So like, right. I know they felt they felt some type of way about me naming my team the Libertyville Vipers, and I didn't go to their local municipalities. I didn't talk to anybody, right. you know what I'm saying? And right. it, that was like the beginning for me, though, to understand like, it's levels to this. Like, you can't just go in here doing stuff. And I didn't know that, you know, because, like, I know of sports. I know about the sports, sports culture. I know about what it takes to build a business. Obviously, I've ran a successful business. But it was really mind-boggling to me that, you know, those people that I met were very, very helpful. Like, mm. they were extremely helpful. And it was like, all right, we to sports now. Like, all right, y'all did that with the job, whatever. Like, we'll figure it out. So that's how I ended up Who's in that? Illinois. Arthur <laughs> Agee, ask her. Ask her, is her team going to play two Chicago ABA teams, the Illinois Bulldogs and Chicago Fury? You know what's funny is they are actually in my conference. And I want to say I reached out to – oh, I'm not going to say I want to say I did. I reached out to Chicago Fury, and they said they specified that I think the games that I had available versus the games they had available, our schedules didn't match. The Illinois Bulldogs, I want to say, are on our schedule, or that might be the Chicago Knights. But we are playing the Chicago team. How we many teams? Are playing Chicago. How many teams in Chicago? It's too a many. lot. It's a lot. Because the, fran um, the franchising is what ten grand, twenty grand. It's ten for ABA yeah. team. Yeah, and they have it where I don't like saturated markets. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like anything that I do, I need to be competitive in my market. If you're gonna drop this much in one area now we're all fighting for resources you know what i'm saying that's kind of right, how it right. was back in the day like kill or be killed you know what i'm saying so right it's really crazy that you would drop this many this many entities in one because how do you ever create a face or a name or a legacy you know like behind that so that was so another I, reason why i was kind of glad to be in lake county which you know so unfortunately gotta, it's not saturated <laughs> I, I have to speak on this then i have to yeah saying just saying i didn't know that you know that it was that many teams it seems like and this is me talking not you right mm -hmm. so i don't want anybody to get in you know trouble or anything <laughs> you sure, well, you sure you're not a ventriloquist no, no, no. i'm just saying <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this to say but it seems like whoever i don't know who's running the aba they're just out for the money Nah, to get to get that many teams in one location, dude. Like, I'm not. If I'm trying to to help, you know, the organization become successful, I'm gonna put maybe one team in Chicago, maybe two, one on the south side and one on the west side, and then you know you got the suburbs. You got the suburbs. I say she has the suburbs on lock, so you you handle the suburbs, the sub the suburbs, and let the two Chicago teams, you know, market and and do their thing. But if you got seven, eight teams, you know, I don't know how many they have. It's hard to, like you said, you're going to be fighting over the same players. And what can a player switch? Can a player say, well, I don't like the Fury. Can I go over here to the Deacons or whatever? You know, um, I'm kind of glad that you kind of brought that part up because they can actually. And based off of how I grew up, like I grew up where you got to stand on something, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you can't just, you can't just jump here to here, do this, do that, do anything that you want. And it's okay. Like the league and teams do have uh protocols, like, but now we got to talk about 
the type of of individuals that you would come into counter with. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you play for one team and they tell you, no, you ain't getting playing time, you like, you know, forget it. I'm just going to go to the 10th team that's in the city. Like, because they're going to pick me up because they're looking for players. You know, it doesn't really create the level of, I'm not going to say protocol, but it doesn't create the level of uh, value. You know, if I could just say, all right, you don't want to play me, I'm going to, Jane Doe team, she gonna play me dead. Like right. it does, it does make it less um competitive, you know. Um, uh, you'll find that in our league too that everybody knows each other. Like the era that I come from, if we hooping, don't talk to me. Like I'm not getting on the court laughing with you. I'm not talking to you. We not cool. No. Like now after the game over, we could go get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? We could chop it up. How the kids? How the, how the family? Right. But when we own the court, it ain't none of that. And like I have found that because it is an oversaturated market, that it is easy for people to play sides. You'll have people like for me, I've had people send players to me just to see how our organization operates. Wow. And then once the season starts, they skip and they go right back to the other team. And it's like when you grow <laughs> up crazy. when you grow up under certain principles. You know a mo when you see one. So right. we gonna give you everything that moles need. Do you see what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that's just how it is. Like, all right, here, take that. You gonna go back with all the wrong information, and we know you the mole now because we only gave you that information. You feel me? Like, oh. so it's just, and people don't know that about me. But you know, they see, like I said, like they see the Harvard, they see the face, they see who I am, how I operate, and they assume like street smarts just never is the first thing that crosses their mind with me. Right. I don't know why, but that's the first thing that we were taught as kids. Right. <laughs> so uh, somebody said that's an adult AU circuit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think I, that they I, would have like a no compete clause, though. I do. I have six attorneys. Right. So see, you, we see, have NDA. We it. have a non-complete clause. We have a. Uh, we have restrictions on people like you can't do business with anybody like I've had people literally like see the people that we do business with like sponsors and go to them. they'll send somebody to go try to do business with the sponsor right after me like the era of ethics you know when it comes to how people do business is is very saturated because they don't know the rules you know what I'm saying and it, mm. it takes a certain type of person to know the rules when it comes to business but I don't say much. But R just... RJ, that's, that's that's because that's because you have that's because you have that business knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if the ABA looks at certain people's background or they just taking their money. I could keep going back to the money part because um, you have that many teams, and you just telling me you you creating these clauses in your team, your organization. I mm -hmm. think that should come from the top. The ABA should be saying this is the rules and this is what you got to abide by. If you don't, we're going to take your your team. We're going to take your team away from you because we got to make sure everything is ran the right way. And every team should be running the same thing the same way. It doesn't seem like that's the case to me. I'm just I'm just looking. I feel listening. like it's the goal. 
because, you know, I get the emails from the league. You know, I get the, you know, my team, my staff, like I myself per se, I'm not always on, you know, like our, our local district calls and stuff like that. But it's the goal. Absolutely. But again, when something is so affordable, everybody got it. Do you see what I'm saying? So the Jays just came out, we'll say two days ago, three days ago. We all got them on, but can we all afford them? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we could wear it, but we, I just bought it because everybody else got it. Like, that's just kind of what people are when it comes to business. Like, people are out here, you know, buying businesses because they can afford it then. But can you afford to keep it going? Can you afford to, you know, you know, maximize it? Can you afford to expand it or network it or, or grow it? You know, like, it takes a certain type of skill to have that. So I do feel like for the league itself, they do have a lot of rules. They do want their league to be a competitive one voice league. But in all actuality, there is no one that can control the humans. <laughs> and hey, let me hop in real quickly. They... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so I, I think that's, what that's where the with, issues are. I think what happened with the, the with the ABA was when the G League came, the ABA semi-folded. Isaiah Thomas walked away from the ABA. You you familiar with the story? Isaiah C, Thomas. The, C, was, the CBA. The CBA. Okay, CBA. so that was the CBA. Okay, CBA. but the, okay, but so the ABA with it being affordable at ten thousand dollars. Because I know I had a girl that bought a team. I actually gave mm -hmm. her some money on it, and she bought a team out in Indiana, and she mm -hmm. was going to be the Indiana part of it. But so many people mm -hmm. was getting these teams. And they wasn't getting them going. But you still have mm. the licensing rights once you spend that money, right? Yeah. So like yeah, like so, any franchise, yeah. Right. So it's just like the NBA. You got teams who are like the Lakers, and then you got the worst teams in the NBA. And it's people like her who are gonna make her team what it is. Because if you go to Miami, they got some serious teams out there, right? Yeah, like Florida, their market is man phenomenal like yeah. like you got like guys like the jacksonville giants you know if you take the time to google them like you got the south florida gold like yeah and yeah. again i'm not knocking no none of the chicago teams like because there's some good owners in chicago like competitive like you got the fury like they had they have a competitive team like but the only issues that we have again is there's so many other moving parts that we can't accomplish because either saturated market, either because of the instances that are happening within our culture or the mm -hmm. instances that are happening against our culture. So it's going to be one of those three that you run it into that's not going to allow your organization to move forward unless you have a certain type of skill. Mm -hmm. In which, right. for me, I I was blessed to have that. So <laughs> well, you, There you have it. Uh, you're running your program and you're not worried about anybody else's, you know, program. And uh, that's the way it should be, you know? And I think if I was, you know, one of the founders of the ABA, I'll make sure that I'm going to visit each and every team that I have under my umbrella, the ABA to make sure that they are running it right. You know, and, and, and I would do that, you know, because that's what it should be, you know, giving everybody an opportunity to make some money, off of this because I know you are you are in it to make some money, you know, you're not just doing it to be doing it. And we we gotta make sure everybody's eating, you know, and, and I don't think that's that's happening. I, cause I know I knew a guy who owned an ABA team too and I actually played for him. 
And he, mm. I, I, I said, you can use my likeness, but you're going to mm. have to break bread with me. You know, right. so so that's that was the partnership that we had. You know, and then there was some mm-hmm. other players are saying, man, we're not even getting paid. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's, 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 it's them if you do and damn if you don't. So you got to be, you know, I mean, very careful. If you don't pay your players, right, you at least got to bring something else to the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. okay, so, and, and honesty is the number one policy. Like, I was just talking to another team not too long ago where he's honest. He was like, look, I ain't got the money to pay y'all, but. I can guarantee to get you looks overseas. I can guarantee to get you, you know, in front of the right people. And like where I come from, I respect honesty. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. don't come to me flogging. Don't come to me telling me all the stuff you could do and all this. Like, I've been in a room with <laughs> with billionaires. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And everything of what they exhibited was nothing of what I see the flodgers doing. Do that make sense? So when when mm-hmm. when I come in a room, I know what y'all look like. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, it ain't no point of doing that with me. I know, I know what it is. Like, and I think that's what people have to understand. So for those people that are starting businesses or they're, you know, creating their own business or they even might want to have their own maybe team or something one day, like just be you, like you doing everything else because you think that's how it's supposed to look is the opposite (laughs) because people that know, know. Like we we see we we don't want to be involved. Like, and that's that's probably a lot of reasons of why a lot of people can't make it. Like because I, they're doing the most. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ask you one last question because I know Lynn will probably want to get this up on IG, and I know we I can talk to you for an hour. I, you know, Lib <laughs> said okay. all everything is open, so we can ask you. So, are you married? <laughs> are you single? What's your status? Single, yeah, yeah, I'm single. But that's because I'm not trying to really go off into a lot of that right now like i'm really big with energy right and the more you're trying to attain a goal and if you have somebody around that does not match that energy the only thing that they can do is stagnate yeah um like you it's not conducive for you to have a goal and then you wake up excited and you know uh motivated and you look over at the person and they like I got attitude today. You know what I'm saying? You like, right, no, right, like everything that I right. just had planned is just kind of going down the window. So that's just, that's where I'm at right now. Offers, of course. Like, I think I probably get like, maybe, this is maybe an over exaggeration, but not too far away, but maybe a 2,000 something DMs a day. Wow. <laughs> so if I wanted to, it would be, it, it's nothing. But right now I'm just kind of focused on my goals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's good stuff, man. Because I, yeah. I totally understand it, man. Because relationships, man, it becomes a part of your everyday life, and mm-hmm. uh, and and people who like work like a normal nine to five every day, and they don't have other interests, they see that as the most important thing. And people yeah. like you, myself, Marcus, who juggle multiple tasks, you know, you tell them some greatness like, "Oh, here you go again." Oh, yeah, and uh, and that that. Kills you, man. Yeah, it really is. And you, eats on the inside. You can see jealousy, like you can see jealousy a mile away, especially when you are. Because okay, I'll say this, and I know, like, you know, y'all want to finish up, but you can have something so big um, brewing, right? And it could be very important to you, and you can go up to somebody and you can say, "Man, this is what I got going on." That first reaction tells you a lot about how much a person believes in you. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for myself, you know. Because 
and I'm sorry, you have to forgive me because I'm trying to find the right words without saying somewhere they're gonna quote me on it, okay? Right. Where I grew up, it was you know, like it, I I don't I just so dislike sometimes of how our, our childhood is with growing up in a certain era. Like, can you believe that us as African Americans, we grow up in a culture where it's it's not cool for you to have good news? You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's not cool for you to 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 yep. boast. Or it's not yeah. cool for you to yeah. do something like right, like good is corny, you know, in, in the era yeah. when I was coming up. Like, oh, if you ain't out here in the streets or you ain't out here doing all this other type of stuff, like you just you a lame. It's like now yeah. I be telling my kids, man, I want you to be lame as hell. Excuse my language, mm -hmm. like too. be Me lame, too. like especially for my son. Like, you don't need to do all of that to fit in. Like, you got money in your pocket, you got you know a roof over your head, you got clothes and shit on your excuse me, clothes and stuff on your back. Like, you don't have to do none of that, you know. Right. So as I look at it now. When you're picking a mate or somebody to be in a relationship with, they're brought up with that same principle. You know what I'm saying? Like, because our culture yeah. doesn't change; it only evolves and goes to different, you know, different people. And when you build something, you can't have that type of type of energy around you. And it's more of that than not. And like, you know, Mr. Liberty, we talked about that when we were on the mm -hmm. phone. Like, you just gotta, you just gotta pick a lane and stand on it. Like, I've been through a lot throughout my journey. Like, I've been on this team for six years. I've had relationships. I've been divorced. Like, and all of that, I never stopped working. Like, you're not going to get me to stop going toward my goals and my dreams all because you feel some type of way about me. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, it ain't nothing I could do to make you feel different about me. So I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of people ask me that. They'd be like, you know, you're a mom, you know, you're gorgeous, you're this, you're whatever. Like, how do you maintain relationship and how do you maintain um, your lifestyle? And it's like, just don't stop working because yeah, I think people lose everything. <laughs> you know, I was, I was just thinking that, um, uh, me and you are a lot of like, I think me and you should, no, I'm just kidding. It was just a <laughs> joke. You know, I, just, I just wanted to crack really? a joke right quick. No, I just wanted to crack a joke right quick. No, no, I, I, I trust me. I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I but let them know, know. Let them know I got jokes, man. And I have, oh. to, I have to use it. I have oh. to use those jokes. You were hilarious. No, that really know, caught me off guard. That never happened. Yeah, I, I had to get that. But you know what? I, I think about that, and um, it's almost like, realistically, you, you'll probably end up spending the rest of your life working and, and getting your money and getting focused because it's going to be hard to find somebody to mesh like that unless mm -hmm. they already got it. You see what I'm saying? No, like, I'm happy y'all brought this topic up, I swear, because I just finished having, like, this group argument, okay, like, day before yesterday, because, you know, it's the weekend and we're, like, all, like, just argumentative in, in my household and friends and whatever. So, like, I feel like you can mesh with a person, right? But energy is one heck of a thing do you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. like yeah. you could I, I literally like and i'm not trying to boast or be funny or nothing like i could find anybody that i would prefer to talk to that has millions of dollars like all through my inbox you got the blue check marks you got nba you got nfl you got mlb like that's nothing but right money doesn't really uh equate to the type of example that you could be for my my son you know what i'm saying right. like what does he right. see you doing like my daughters mm -hmm. like okay this is how you treat my mama this is the type of the type of guy i'm gonna date you know like mm -hmm. it's all about it's all about that part if that makes sense like yes. right and you you gotta meet somebody in the middle too like i've seen everybody with the whole 50 50 thing i'm old school like again like i said my family they're all southern like 
I just stand on a different set of principles than most. And that's probably right. another reason why I support myself from certain situations. <laughs> it, it was another so. thing I wanted to add too, when you were mm -hmm. talking about that energy and all of that, you know, Facebook did a poll and it's, mm -hmm. and, and they were going to take the negativity, try to decrease the negativity on Facebook. But, but, but because everybody it's a Facebook is driven by negativity. They don't yeah. want to get rid of it. Like right. if you put somebody up, live. Let's just say the guy who the crime stopper that followed the crime around Chicago. Soon as that camera go on, he got two Everybody three thousand people watching because yeah. they know they finna see a dead body, somebody shot. But then here it is, me and you could come on. We might get two three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, maybe a thousand sometimes here or there. Mm -hmm. See, people, people gravitate. It's, it's conditioned thinking, though. Like mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. like I said before like growing up you know in the environment that we grew up in and around like it's easier and cooler to know people in the street you know what i'm saying like but mm -hmm. when you in the street you don't want to be in the street you know what i'm saying you like man mm -hmm. every day is nope. paranoia like why i gotta deal with this why i gotta do that like yeah. it ain't as cool as people think but it's cool because people ain't lived it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so for as long yeah. as somebody could can see something from a distance and it doesn't actually affect them they think it's okay, you know? And that's why negativity fuels so quickly on Facebook because it's like, oh, I can watch it, but I ain't gotta be there. Oh, I can mm, see right. that body, but it ain't my cousin. Like, that's kind of mm. where it is. But like, when you live through that every day, you like, man, I don't wanna see none of that. Like, most people that's been through that, they ain't even on Facebook. Like, I'm barely on Facebook. I post on Facebook and I'm off. Like, I don't wanna see nothing. And when it comes to negativity, I don't wanna hear it. Like, I just, you know, I know you can't avoid it, so to, so to speak, mm -hmm. but, I also don't want to openly bring that into my energy either. Like, why do mm -hmm. I need to hear, you know, about all of that or see all of that, if that makes sense. So and you know, they glamorize that they glamorize the hell out the streets. And I, you know, for a short stint of my life, I spent two years in the streets hustling and doing that. And I'm gonna tell mm -hmm. you, like you said, you you want out. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Once you so deep into that stuff, you're trying to get out. Right. But, Society, they glamorizing that with our young people. And I just want to leave it at that, you know, even with the rappers. Now all the rappers is turning to, they carrying guns now. We're, we're rap I feel like this is probably guns. one of the first eras of artists that they actually are what they rap about. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you right. Day, you had like NWA, you know, like all it those was... guys were, you know, but pretty much the West Coast where they was just like, you know, we own it. But you know, the West Coast been on it. Like you go to LA, I was just, you know, I was just in LA. Like, you know, they are who they say they are. Like, period. That's mm -hmm. just like you go to Chicago, certain streets of Chicago, you know, they are who they say they are. Like, this is the first era of, of rap where these guys really are doing what they say. And yeah, because of that, people only want to be affiliated with people that do what they say. So now you're dealing with an era of people that's like, okay, they doing it. They really living by it. I'm going to do it, too. And like I be telling, you know, my kids, my kids, friends, I got like guy kids and all that. Like, yeah, like it's, it's a consequence for everything you do in life and every action of life. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like they doing it, but they got a, a whole new layer of protection. You know what I'm saying? They right, do it, but they right. got a whole different stream of income. Like money can protect you to a degree. It'll protect right. you more than if you decide to follow in their footsteps and you ain't got the same money that they got right, where you right, end up versus right. where they end up. Like, so <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those type of things where we got to know or educate, you know, that, that right from wrong. And a lot of people gave me ridicule for the Vipers because it was like, 
why are you making your players do a thousand hours of community service? And I'm like, realistically speaking, we don't give back. Like, right. what do we do? Like, if right. you really, if we're not forced, like, okay, you get in trouble, you do community service. You're required to do community service. You know what I'm saying? And right. that's if you right. get in trouble. But what is enticing us as people, like, to give back? Like, right. nothing. There's no incentive. There's no requirement. So, so like I told the guys, you a man. You gotta, you gotta be a product to your environment. You can't be a man and you out here destroying everything that you touch. Everybody that you come across, every relationship that you in, everybody got a negative taste or a negative connotation about you. Like, give back. Like, that's the only way that I see. And again, this could be because of my background. That a man can flourish is from what he soils or what he grows. Mm -hmm. If everything you touch, right. you destroy. You might want to go back to the drawing table. You know what I'm saying? You can't expect right. to have a healthy career and you ain't never gave nothing. Like how? Right. Like I'm just gonna jump on and become, you know, the next top NBA phenomenon, but I ain't done nothing but take my whole life. How? Right. That's not even how energy works. That's not how life works. So that was another, yeah. you know, reason why. And they love it. Like I done seen some dudes that came from the hood that came to my team and was like, man, like I gave away a turkey today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, and, then, right. and they loved it. Like and they enjoyed it. So I think it's just one of those type of things where it's like sometimes we got to step out of our norm and do something different. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's kind well, of sometimes to see something different. Then you, I mean, they get it. They, be, they need to see different to be able to do different. And a lot of these kids are stuck in these hoods and stuff like that. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. No doubt. And that's and that's because the way you were raised. Right. And you still said, you know what, I'm going to run my business the kind of the same kind of way. You're giving back, you know, your parents always said, if you do something wrong, you got to get punished for it. If you do something right, you know, you want to get good, come back to you. So that's what life yeah, you get what is you all give. about. Yeah, that's what life is all about, man, you know. And, yeah. Uh, I've been like that, and I'm pretty sure Bob and you yourself is like that, you know, and I'm going to continue to do that. And, and we're going to try to make this world a better place for real. <laughs> yeah, you if know? not, then I'm definitely going to try to get a G League team. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the that's the overall goal. Like yeah, I have learned yeah. that at a young age, man. Like you get what you give. Like it's just that simple. And I think you're gonna get it. I, I really do. I mean, you, you you're driven, and I think you are gonna get that that G League. Just don't forget about us. <laughs> of course not. Like how could I? Like you guys are amazing. I really appreciate y'all for having me. Um, the season for the Vipers also starts on November the 13th. So if you guys yeah. want to drop by, y'all have tickets for me. You know, like if you want to do the thirteenth man, okay? Because if you feel like you still got it, you know, you can, you can. You I, can got, I, got, I got, I got, I got, I got two, two hard minutes, boy. I can two go two, for minutes. two hard minutes, boy. Oh, but right. before we you get out of here, oh, I'm cold in the crib line. I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting around my back under my leg, but check it out. I got this social distance device. This is the world's first social distance device. Uh, it's for coaches. Hmm. Uh, who, you know, coaches, they've been practicing at games. They get tired of yelling and raising their voice. You can get my social distance device. Now, your coach can amplify his voice 500 square feet and be heard. So check it out on the website, www.coachedevices.com. The world's first social distance device by your boy, Robert Bobby Reed. Check that out, hey, man. Bob, you, just, you, know, you know what you sound like. You sound like a police. When you were speaking, yeah, man, you know, I got the police jacket on. Pull up, no, <laughs> oh, I said pull up, bro. Okay. But but R, RJ, uh, we really enjoy having you on the show today, and 
to, to for more information, go to your website. Is that viperprobasketball.com? Uh, Vipers with an S, viperprobasketball.com. Okay. There you go. You know, make sure you go support her and her team. Go out there and enjoy a, a night out. Because everybody can't afford to go to a Chicago Bulls game. You know, so so go out I'm there. Go I out. forgot to touch base on that because I don't know any millennials lately that have bought tickets to an NBA game, which is why there needs to be some change there as well. Because, I mean, did you, what was the last time y'all bought tickets to an NBA game? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> More reason why you need to be in the G League. <laughs> So it's just yeah. because of that, like it, it, it's a new, a new time and a new change that has to happen when it comes to sparking and piquing the interest of millennials or like, you know, like, like thereof. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's You're right. Crazy. Cause You're the right. thing is they didn't price everybody out. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm used to being on the floor. When I go, because one of my buddies, the rich guy, he get the floor more well. His brother get tickets right behind the visitor's bench. So if you call me and ask me to go to a Bulls game and win the nosebleeds, I'm not going, man. You're not going. True. True. Wow. Uh, it, it should also be one of those situations like why why y'all not live on the sideline? Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just like I said, even with the WNBA, there's not enough innovativeness, you know, at the table. It's like, oh, this is what works. Let's keep it. It's it's what works. You know, it's like the stock market, like. We don't have to really do anything, change anything. It's going to run itself. But eventually, as millennials come in, they're going to wonder, like, why I need to invest in stock? Right. I got Bitcoin. Like, you know, it's like you have to keep and pique the interest and make it um, appeasing to the audience. Like, you only got, what, a percentage of millionaires. So they're just going to buy their ticket and go. But when you're talking about people that's making a decision between, all right, do I want to baddest shirt or these shoes or whatever you know this week or do i want to go to a bulls game <laughs> like right. it's a decision that still needs to be made you like forget it the jays gonna last longer you know what i'm saying right and right they pick that decision and then you end up with no audience or you wait till you see the highlights i'm not gonna go to the game i'll just wait till i see the highlights like how do you change that and entice people to come sit in the seats and then they say man that's the highlight i've seen that myself in person like they need innovativeness at, at the table now. Like it's over with for the previous eras <laughs> because they're not thinking like the millennials anymore. And not to take a shot at anybody, but it shows that with the WNBA, it's like, if you look at the thought process behind of how I don't care to respect the thought process of how millennials spend their money with me, I also don't care about women rights because it's all the same era. Is right. it not? Okay. Right. And just to add to that, man, I mean, black women right now is really moving the needle, you know, and a lot of venture capitalists are putting big money behind black women and their innovation and all of that stuff. So kudos to the sisters, man. Kudos to the sisters, man. Y'all continue That's success, right. man. Yeah. That's right. Women are women are making their mark. I seen um I forgot what her name was, but she was the highest paid coach right now. Um, female coach. Oh, in history. Yeah, it's uh, like to see stuff like that. That's that's dope. Like you got Candace Parker, yeah. like saying, like, okay, I'm I'm getting a championship when I get there. You know what I'm saying? And she does accomplish it with her team. So I feel like a lot of a lot of that is just it's just time. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. now, I'm not saying because again, I'm still old school, and I'm probably will definitely get scolded for this. Okay, I'm not saying that it's a time where women 
are more inferior than men. I'm just saying now is the time for us to say, all right, babe, scoot up. I'm going to stay next to you. You know what I'm saying? Right, but I'm not right. behind you no more. I'm just right. on the right side of you, keeping a lookout, you know, in the front, in the back of you. Like, right. I feel like that's where they have to look at things now, where they're like, okay, women ain't no longer way back there. You got women now that got multiple degrees, you know, like they're, they women have a chip on their shoulder. Man. Like, and it's not nothing new though. Like, even, right. even back in the day, like in, in our culture, women had their apartment first. Women had the cars right. first. Women sure had the did. bank accounts first. Men women always mature. Women mature exactly. faster than men. And then you got to figure the first millionaire amongst black was Madam C.J. Walker. And that was back in the doggone 1800s or something like that. Yeah. Now you got to so ask good. yourself too, though. If And I'm happy you brought that up because I swear, I promise you, I just said this last night, right? If Madam C.J. Walker had her hair, you know, product, right? Who was she selling it to? More mm -hmm. African-American females, right? Mm -hmm. So if women and African Americans were so far behind, how were they the first to buy her product? Mm. I don't see, I'm sorry, but I don't see slaves running up like, oh yeah, give me some hair grease when they looking for, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. When they looking right. for other things to be beneficial in life. So as I look at this, it's like, you might not be as behind as you thought you were. Mm -hmm. Maybe These it's all about. Are, mm -hmm. The story's not consistent with what they are telling us. Yeah. Somebody didn't lie. <laughs> so, Just, so uh, and it's, ahead, it's one or the other like it's only one or the other so you have to look at that you say okay if madam cj walker was selling that much hair supply back in the 1920s 30s 40s right, right. who was buying right. it now you say you throwing in booker t washington right he was one of the people right. that didn't want her to speak because of what you're a woman you're not getting on the stage to talk about no woman things. This is a man's world, whatever. Okay. She still found her way up there to talk about it. But let's say, what's the difference right now? And this, and this, like, who's on stage right now with a voice for the WNBA? Who's like, no, forget that. Right. I'm going to stand up for the WNBA. This is how I feel. This ain't going to keep happening. Who's doing that? Nobody. Is anybody? I mean, the vocal leader for the WNBA. They want LeBron to be the leader so bad for, for the NBA. I, they want him I, to bro, say like LeBron don't think, want that job. I think Kobe. Let I me, think Kobe Bryant was stepping up to the plate because his daughter played, you know, basketball, and he wanted to, you know, put this imprint on the WNBA uh, yeah, to get more awareness. Yeah, awareness to it. But that's how. <laughs> right. I'm not trying to be funny, but it's like just to be honest, like that's out. Right. So now you say, okay. And I'm trying to say this is is be real with it. Don't, I'm trying don't to don't bring no cake on here. We don't want no cake. I still have goals in life, okay? And we all know how <laughs> how sometimes stuff can, can be go, misconstrued. You know? right. Yes. So right. as I really look for that, I say, I say this. Me as as a as I would say a strong black woman, okay, as a, a leader of an empire of my own family and my culture and my religion within my entity and home, right, and around mm -hmm. me. I'm not looking at no damn LeBron for no advice, so they can stop trying to make him a savior. Like that's not gonna happen. I respect LeBron like no other. Like he's done things that most will never do, right? But right. when it comes to certain advice, I think that I'm gonna let him take the backseat. Um, 
when we're talking about guys like Kyrie Irving, right? Isn't that what our fathers of our culture taught us this whole time? Get a man that got a backbone. Get a man that's going to speak up, that's going to talk about what he don't want, what he don't like. And right. we are now scolding men for saying, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, you know, like, whatever you want me to be and do whatever I, I want to do. Like, I'm not doing that. So as I look yeah. at this now, it's really funny because everybody wants everybody to shut up and say nothing, but everybody wants everything done. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So you got to do that with the WNBA too. If we all gonna shut up, then they gonna get them. right. But you know what? To both of you, we can talk all day. We, yeah. we can be, be on this. We can be on this podcast for two, three hours. I already know. Mm-hmm. So what we gonna do? We gonna we gonna we gonna do this again. We gonna we gonna part have this, two. We gonna, yeah, we gonna have this again uh, tomorrow. RJ, RJ we'll said tomorrow. <laughs> we can do we can do I'm something cool like that. this. You know. Because I think, RJ, you are talking about some, some topics, you know, and, and you are a female that you can touch on things that, you know, I'm not saying we can't, but I think you get a better understanding and a better feel of, of how to go about it, you know. And mm-hmm. and I just, I think you'd be perfect, you know, for us to start talking about having these more conversations about, you know, women and, and men, how they interact and how they become successful together, not just all the man is supposed to be the one, the breadwinner and the women supposed to be just sit back and just watch and cook. Right. No, that's not right. the case. No. You know, so no. I, I like, think we should talk more term. about that. Yeah, I think we should <laughs> yeah. talk more about things like that. La- last question, and I know you're trying to wrap this up. Okay. This might be, I don't know if they would consider this insensitive or not, but, <laughs> and I'm saying this is I'm a woman, okay? And I'm, I'm not taking any direct shots at the WNBA at all whatsoever. But okay. it does really shock me that they didn't announce this championship more than they should have, right? Mm-hmm. But I know that some of the owners of the Chicago Sky, so I know to some degree that that's not them, you know, to a degree, small degree. But brace yourself, okay? <laughs> Why is the WNBA not sponsored by like Kotex? Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Or always. Right. Like, regardless of what we are, uh, you know, we're still checking the box for female. So, right. what is that too feminine? Is that too oh, feminine? Right. It's like, oh, wow, I'm so hurt because you have a tampon sponsoring, but like, but you use tampons. <laughs> and oh, I'm right. saying this because y'all are men, but like, yeah, you're right. So, y'all won't be able to relate to, to a most degree, but it's just to me, it's like you got people that can run your organization forward, but you so choose to keep it at this level. And and that's what's mind-boggling to me. Oh, you think but, the owners are not taking the money, not willing to take those endorsements, uh, sponsorships? I don't feel like they even at a at a point where they even think to go toward that way. Mm. They're thinking male sports. Mm. This is a a branch off of male sports, like the WNBA, the the NBA ain't using Kotex, <laughs> mm. so I have no reason to even think about a Kotex. I'm a man. I can't know what degree Kotex would even do for me. Do you see what I'm saying? Because I don't use that. Right. But right. when you look at all that a woman needs, okay, regardless of who you are, you can't just stop that. Like it's it's a it's a nature process, right? right. You have to have some alliances for what females are. 
That's facts right saying? there. No, that's facts. And y'all, and y'all, y'all the number one consumers, boy. That WNBA boy that's, should be loaded that's with all money. I'm saying. Boy. Like, I just did research because I just had a conversation with some really big industry leaders. And I'm just like, okay, y'all send me y'all shoes, you know, which they sent me merch, which I'll be doing unboxings and stuff like that for. But when I really look at it, it's like, you got like, what, five women that didn't have their own shoe? Hmm. That's wow. That's yeah. not like, that's not a fluke. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not by, like, now you got to start looking at like some, some stuff ain't by accident no more. Like, cause you're, you're missing everything that a woman is. And, and even for some that don't might, might not want to say, okay, this is my life status or my life preference, you know, to be in a feminine role, right? Then let's still talk about the family part. Like they still got families. There's so many ways to market this that if you're not, it, you have to really be concerned at why not. Hmm. Like it's too many avenues at this point. Like that really, that really did do something to me to see that the championship wasn't um, posted in enough time frame, and right. even now it's not even circulating. Like you've seen it on like these secondary and back, you know, back channel links, like third channel from ESPN. Right. Like, oh, congratulations! Yeah, it, it wasn't really all on ESPN this morning, right? They didn't really no. cover it that much. I, I've been watching it all day. I haven't seen a whole lot. No. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, yeah, you're right, man. You should be the commissioner for the WNBA. If they gave me that opportunity, I would I would take that. Yeah. If they gave me that opportunity, I would take it. And I'm not just I'm not just here with it. I'm overseas with it. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the same way that you are an Olympic team and you playing in, you know, China and in Japan for the men, right? You got uh Giannis for Greece for the Olympics, right? You got mm -hmm. all these guys that are going over here. It's like you, <laughs> but we can you talk do. all day, but yeah, you we do. have more Americans and we can't we can't identify anywhere besides America. So if that's the case, then take this American USA team over there and compete. Do mm -hmm. that make sense? Like right. I think I I'm think the w, I, I just think the WNBA needs new innovators, you know, new people. Because mm -hmm. if, if you think in the same way as an NBA, you know you know, franchise or, or organization, you know, you got to change it up. You got, you got to say, you know what, that was their lane. Now let's find our lane and, and, and let's run with it, you know? And I think that's the problem. I think they're trying to compete, you know, and I don't know how much backing the NBA has given them or not, but when you got that NBA team coming on and you got those shoes, like you said, somebody wearing and getting paid a hundred million dollars to wear the shoes, guess what? That kid going to go out and buy those shoes. You know, if you have a woman's shoe and she's out there and on commercials and doing her thing and you're going to go buy her shoe. But if you're not doing that on that side as much, then it's going to hurt your product. I've never heard a max contract for a female WNBA player ever. No. no. Like, why, why is there no max contract for a female athlete? Like, women are going, like, these ladies are going just as hard as the males. Like, mm -hmm. I've, I've seen workouts from these ladies. Like, they going in like mm -hmm. you can put some of these ladies against some of the top guys in the league and yeah okay he might be stronger but she's still going to mentally for iq and for heart you know for defense whether she got other auxiliaries that are you know feminine or not she's still gonna take a charge 
she's still talking crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they just admitting the fact that everything that is taken for every male in the NBA to walk into the gym and put in work, these women are doing the same thing. Yes. Now, again, yeah. regardless of what they identify as, because you have a lot of women that are same sex, right, that are in the WNBA. So regardless of what they identify, you still putting in work. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if they're going to put the work in, they need the same outcome as the NBA. Mm-hmm. I, I need to see a max contract for a woman by 2023. No lie. Like, at this point... Well, what's, what would be a max to you? Because they're not making that much. So what would be the max? You know what's funny is... I don't even I think made, it's one of them making $10 million a year. No, it's not. No. Hell no, Bob. No, not, I think no, the highest paid is uh well the, the most of the females most of the females that plays in the WNBA they used to I don't know if they do it now they used to just play in the WNBA to stay in shape to make their money over overseas overseas mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. That's so, crazy. So, so it, it might be a I, I think they're trying to change that format because remember when Morgan Tuck was on our show she was talking about you know, it's a change coming. Some of the girls are now making six figures. She didn't say seven figures. She said six figures, right. you know, because I think at first they were only making, you know, five figures, man. You know, they wasn't even making six figures. Right. And you have the actual self, like, you got ladies. Again, I'm going to continue to use people like Tia Cooper, right? Like Skylar Diggins, like Candace Parker, um, Cappy, when she was, you know, doing her thing. Like, when you looking at these type of women, you know that they time ain't free. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you know they in the gym all day, every day. They have not lacked anywhere because it's showing in their performance. Candace has been here for, what, one year? And her first year here, she didn't got a championship? You don't That's get crazy. that just from, you know, picking up a ball and just like, okay, y'all, we, you know, we going to try to win this thing. Like, she in the lab. If you, if you right. follow her on social media, she's in the lab all day. Everything she do breeds, you know, dominance and winning, right? Mm-hmm. And for them to say there's no max contract for for women at all, like mm. how with yes. that type of work she put in, now you got to say to yourself this, uh-uh. Now you got to say this. If it was no Skylar Diggins, if it was no Candace Parker, if it was no Tia Cooper, if it was no... Cappy, if it was no Lisa Leslie, no Olympia, you know, like if it was none of these women, what would the NBA be? And I'm not saying just them because there's plenty of other people that I could use, you know what I'm saying? But if they all just was like, man, this, I'm gone. Right. You know? Right. Right. Now, now you talk about, oh, our ratings are down because we don't have the, the best athletes to be on the floor that people want to see. People want to see them mm-hmm. now and y'all ain't letting them see them. Like, right. right. I think I, I, I definitely think something can be done though, RJ. And I think I think the, the NBA players can help that, you know, if they stand with the women, you know, meaning I think Chris Paul is trying to do some things in uh, Phoenix with, with the WNBA girls team. But I think if the, all of these, you know, quote unquote superstars put their heads together and say, you know what, the women the women need the same thing, man. They need the same thing that we have over here. And that's fight. Let's fight for them. You know, and let's come together. I feel, I feel like your LeBron James, your Chris Paul, your Carmelo Anthony's, your Kyrie Irvins, regardless of the name and legacy that these gentlemen have built, 
you still answering to somebody. <laughs> yeah. So if they tell you, yo, yo, you're just doing way too much with this promotion right now. Like, not saying that this is even the case. I'm not saying that that's the case. I don't right. know. I'm not there. I don't see that. You know what I'm saying? But if they like, whoa, calm down. Like, you know, know your role. Stay in your role. Like, I didn't ask you to do that. Like, we didn't ask you to do that. Or we just don't have the money to afford that. Just say that. You know what? Right. A lot of these guys, they want so much better for the WNBA, but like they get halfway through that marker and somehow they disintegrate. So now you got to mm. say, who who told you no? Because you still got to ask somebody. Like that's just like for me and my team. You're not gonna just push it. You know, you're not gonna do anything within my organization, and you don't ask me because now we. Hmm. Mm. Somebody blowing up your phone. <laughs> can you hear it, Bob? No, I can't hear. Yeah, I hope somebody was blowing her phone up. But yeah, man, that was uh, that was good. That was good one, man. She's coming. I enjoyed her, man. She's coming. I, I really enjoyed. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that, y'all. But that's just kind of where I am. Like I said, we could talk all day, but I just feel like it just has to be more. Like, and I'm not. If one more person asks me how I feel about LeBron James doing something or saying something, like I promise you when I pray, I'm not praying to LeBron James. Like, so right. if they don't stop making this man the face behind the culture to make a decision, like we don't care if LeBron is doing something. If we don't want to do it, we ain't gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We don't care right. if Kyrie right. did it or didn't do it, we don't want to do it. Like it's just it's just stuff like that, you know, like. And if they're going to keep doing that with the WNBA, it just makes people not want to support it. Mm -hmm. And they're going to see a decline in the WNBA this year until it's almost a, a bill. Like it's going to be a, it's just going to be a random tap for them that they got to pay out of pocket and nothing happens. I hope not. I, mean, I, I really, I really do enjoy watching the WNBA, you know, Likewise. I like, mm -hmm. I like watching sports in, in general, you know, especially basketball. You mm -hmm. know? Are you, guys, so talented, are, are you guys? Do you do you guys? Uh, your, your team? Do they? Do y'all live stream your games? Live stream them or no? Yeah, we do. Um, when we were in the UK, we live stream every game when we were there. Like for our season, we didn't because we were having like a lot of back and forth between who we were partner with for our streaming system. And you can use your traditional Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, but I didn't want to. You know, I wanted to do like more like that YouTube streaming, a broadcast streaming, like we were partner with Daily Motion UK at one point. And it just wasn't going how I wanted to do it. So I just was like, you know what? Until the negotiation comes out in my favor, I'm not going to promote it. I mean, I know that sounds bad, but it was just like, why am I? Again, another, another thing that needs to be exercised is if somebody is just not doing something in your favor, Drop the whole, drop the whole connection. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I feel like right. that's a lot that's right. going on right now behind the scenes with a lot of this stuff too. Is like, oh, we can't do this and we can't stream that and we don't want to do this and we don't want to stream that because you only got an allotment of this time. All right, well then y'all gonna stream this over here. Are we gonna get somebody else to stream this over here? Do you see what I'm saying? Why right. does ESPN right. have to be the streaming service for the WNBA? Why can't Fox News be the, the streaming service for the NBA? You know what I'm saying? WNBA, like, right. do y'all both have to stream on the same thing? Like, no. Right. I'm glad you asked. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, 
That's uh, let's try to do it another day, man. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really like excited about this. You know, we can do this another day. Hey, pick uh, a day, pick a day. You know, we talk. Monday to Friday, baby. And talk, we and talk. I just like the conversations that we have. You know, because we don't script anything. We really don't. That's why we just we can talk all day because it's like we just sitting down at the cigar bar or something and just having a conversation, and then we just take it there. You know, so. This is awesome to, for you to come. And we we haven't had that. we haven't had a young lady on our show uh, to go this deep. Hmm. Either, I mean, to touch on so many different topics, and the strata oh. defense on the edge of those topics. <laughs> yeah, right. the borderline of going over. Is <laughs> <laughs> going over? <laughs> no. Nah, I, I like that thing. though. It's the edge. Fine it's the line. Edge. Okay. Like, I learned my lesson of the fine line. So now. If I'm speaking on topics, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, right. think about it. Cause you know, <laughs> I, got, I have a lot of knowledge, you know, and sometimes too much is too much. You know what I'm saying? So you have mm -hmm. to learn again, the fine line between telling somebody enough to help them fix the situation, but not too much where they feel bombarded. Like, oh, you just attack me. You know what I'm saying? So right, that's just kind of right. where I am with that. And I learned that that's too that by being a leader. You know, for my did team. you learn that at Harvard or you learned that in the streets? Um, I'm gonna say more street smarts, and that's just because when you in y'all could I don't know if y'all could contest this or not. Like growing up, you can't brush the wrong people the wrong way, you know what I'm saying? No. Like you can't just say no. anything that you want to anybody. Like no. people now are way more sensitive than they were back in the day. Like back in the day, oh, you could man. you know, like you had the aunties and the cousins, they'd come to you like, well, let me tell you about yourself, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. or the neighbors. Right. Like yeah. now everybody's like, oh my God, like I'm just, you know, look at everything right. they doing. They did to follow Dave Chappelle. Like luckily he got past that. He didn't get canceled. But every, you know, it's, it's, it's a sensitive thing right now with how we speak, but we ain't still saying nothing. Mm. I you didn't know that saying? they canceled. I didn't know that they canceled the girl who did the Harry Potter books. I did not know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew that. Cause my kids were like a fan of them and then they just stopped out of nowhere. Like, because, just like because um, she said gender is fact that's all she said it is gender is fact and they canceled it right see it's just this simple you grab your birth certificate you open your birth certificate and there's a little marker up there that specifies <laughs> gender now if we were not so emotional or, or touchy it would mean just that Open up the document, look in that section. There's a check mark somewhere. <laughs> That's it. Dave Chappelle, you, did you watch that special? I did. And I was gut wrenched the whole time. Like everything oh, he was saying, I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe he said that anybody huh? would say that. Yeah. And like, yeah. And that's the way he comes from. It It, it is. And having people, like I said, I've met people from, all walks of life okay hearing their struggles it's just like man I, I don't know what i would do you know what i'm saying like but one thing that i do know i would do is if it were me own it and be proud of the skin i mean you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm six feet and a half like i've walked in rooms where like i talked to you know mr liberty i told you that like i've walked in rooms where the whole room talking you know music playing so you hear the scratch record, everybody turn around and just stare. And this is like more than 400, 500 people. 
I'm six right. four with heels. You know, like when I'm going six when four I'm, with heels. Yeah, when I walk into a room, it's like, you know, everybody's they're staring. So like, it's nothing new to stand out. You know, and that's that's the perspective that I usually give is standing out ain't just it's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just about how you uh -huh. own it. So to go more into Dave Chappelle and what he was saying, not too much, but if you just stand, you know, like my mom used to say, chin up, chest out, like a peacock, like, just own it. Like, you... Right. Just be happy. That's all I can say. Just be happy. So. Be happy. <laughs> all right. That's it, because I tell, I, I know we can talk for three or four hours. Yeah. Know. Yeah, you and know. I'm already Bob... over in my meetings. I'm looking at all the text messages. Like, Are you logging yes. on? Did you log on? I'm like... Right. So, so RJ, we we'll definitely have you back, and it was uh, actually great talking to you too. And uh, wish you nothing but success too, as well with uh, with your team, with your ABA team. And uh, when I'm in town, I'm definitely I'll definitely come. I'll, I'll probably be in there sometime in November, December. Uh, okay. Hopefully, you know, you guys have a, a couple of home games, and I can just come by and um, check them out. You know, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind coming and speaking to the guys, or, or you know, what what have you, or either. So, so, so I, I can do that if I'm in town. I would love some. Like, I think that'd yeah. be amazing, and I appreciate it. You have no idea. And yeah. again, okay, I got. I gotta have y'all literally look at the unboxing that I do, and then I'm letting this go. Okay. But I talked to a legend, y'all. Like, uh -oh. I told you who it was, Mr. Liberty, but I ain't gonna tell nobody else. Yeah, they gotta go to my page, RJ White Official, to see who I'm unboxing for, and. The amount of knowledge that you know, a lot of these um, all stars, you know what I'm saying, like these these Hall of Famers have. Like, I'm just I'm blessed. Like, you know, me yeah. and you had a conversation, Mr. Yeah. Lee, and like I told you what I was trying to do and how I, mm -hmm. you know, my goals of how I want to get there to get even the knowledge that you gave me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's gonna be a phenomenal yeah. thing when I make it to where I'm going. So, oh, no doubt, no doubt, and I know you're gonna do it too. Thanks. Yeah. Well, guys, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Part two, part two, part two. I got y'all. RJ White in the building, baby. <laughs> Top five introductions, I swear. <laughs> thank y'all. All right. You take care. All right. All, All right. right. Bye. Take care. Yeah, that was awesome, Bob. That was, that was man. Awesome. It was very insightful. Yeah. To hear it was. A female's perspective, big dog. To, to, to hear from a woman's point of view. Because we men and we mm -hmm. think our point of view trumps all. But right. then when you start hearing those concerns and the way she was touching on the WNBA and all of that stuff, bro, they need somebody like that in there. Yeah. To be she, able to help that, guide that ship, brother. That's why I said some new innovative type stuff, man. Because if you just keep going the old school way, you're going to keep getting the same results, right? Mm -hmm. I think she has a, 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 a a mind she thinks totally different of how she wants to see things run and i think if they have someone like that in control of the wnba you know we'll start seeing a lot of changes you know now are they ready for that that's the question that's the question all right give a shout out shots out man shout out to them okay we got uh danny spencer shout out to danny spencer coach danny spencer was in the building um uh, Mark Bowman, man, thanks for tuning in, brother. And then I shared quite a few out, so they on different streams. Oh, we got okay. a few other people too, but overall, 
I think I see a uh, Webster. I see a Reginald Webster, you know, tuned in. Uh, Miss Foster, she tuned in. Arthur Agee tuned in. Uh, so we have some some people tuning in, and we really appreciate that, too. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to eventually start going live on either our Instagram page or uh, a YouTube. So pretty soon you guys going to have to come switch over to that, you know, and join us over there uh, because we're trying to do it the right way now. Since we learned a little bit more, we're trying to do it the right way where we can build up our audience and, and do it the right way. All right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Make sure y'all swing over there to that website, man, and get that device, man. You know Lib say I sound like the police. You Lib, you must have just got pulled over this weekend. No, what was you doing man. this weekend? The police no. pulled you over, man. No, man, I don't. Don't, I, don't, don't put that in there. I don't. I don't try. I don't do. I don't do anything to, for the police to pull me over. You know, and if he pulls me over, right. man, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't. I'm not even out that much, dude. I'm in the house. I'm a homebody. Yeah, but what's um, up, man? Marcus living in the building. <laughs> The NBA legend, the McDonald's All American, your host Marcus living in the building. What's up, Marcus? Oh, I'm gonna hold it for about thirty days, man. One day I'm gonna just hold it, man. And also make sure show, you, make, also you, you make sure you go get that Hilux too, man. Hilux. Make sure Absolutely, you go get that Hilux, man. H Y L U X. It's on Amazon. Make sure you go get it. Make sure you go get it. It's a nice Absolutely, sports drink. Man. So we'll be right, back man. in the next couple of days, man. I know you had mentioned a couple of other people. So, man, uh, yeah. hey, hey, get that word back to D-Rose, man. Get that word back. Danny Spencer, I know you know D-Rose and them brother, man. Reach out to him and tell him we need him, man. We want him, man. I know Danny Spencer got D-Rose on speed down. He got Reggie Rose number. I heard it through the grapevine. Get up with him, big baby. And he actually gave me a uh, number to someone else, too, that we can, we can probably reach out to, too. So... I ain't gonna say the name right now because we gotta wait till we, we can get him first and then uh we'll we'll, we'll get him on. It's another Chicago legend out of Robinson High School. So we 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 we'll we'll get him on. All right, man. So what you want what you want? Man, I'm about to go get me something to eat. It's time to eat the clock going off in my stomach, bro. And I got real estate. So man, good show, Marcus Liberty Man, and uh I holla at you, big baby. Peace. Aha. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank for watching. Chicago. Oh, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.